Shalom to all. Today's office, Chagig Gadaf Yerches. We are starting the second line, the third word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas. Mars Miriam Sarah Basab Yaakov Maisha, Hernisham Shadav Nalio, Elili Nishmas. Mars Freidechayo Belo, Basab Yitok Tzvi, Hernisham Shadav Nalio. And on yesterday's daf, we were discussing the concept of Tashlumin for Shavuos. Tashlumin means that if a person did not bring their Kabanas the first day of Yantif, so they do have the ability to bring their Kabanas for another six or perhaps even seven days. And we're bringing Rayas. How do we know that Shavuos actually has Din of Tashlumin, even though Shavuos is only one day? How do we know that we still have another six days after Shavuos to bring Kabanas? So Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish has another Joshua which is similar to what we concluded yesterday with. The Pasuk says, katir, and the Chag, the Yontif of harvest. Ezu Chag boy. What's the Yontif that you're going to be Chagig? You're going to be celebrating this Yontif and you're going to be harvesting on this Yontif. Hava Eimrezatzeres. That's Shvuas because Shvuas is the time of the harvest. Now, Amos, when exactly are you going to be harvesting? Ilim of If you want to say you're going to be harvesting on Yontif, Ktir Yontif Mishari, are you allowed to harvest on Yontif? Obviously not. It must be this teaches us that there's a din of Tashlumin that even though you couldn't harvest on Yontif, you could still harvest after Yontif. And by that same token, if you weren't able to bring your if you could bring them after Shavuos. If that's really the way to dash in the Pasuk, we have a Pasuk that says, Chag Asif, the Chag of gathering in. What's the Chag that we gather in? That's Sukkot, because Sukkot is the time of the year that we gather in all the produce from the field. So when is it that you're going to be gathering in this produce? If you want to say, that you're going to be doing it on Yontif itself, are you allowed to do Malacha on Yontif? You're not allowed to gather in from the field on Yontif. It must be that we're going to be gathering in on Chalamayid. But even so, that's not okay, because Chalamayid Mishari, are you allowed to gather in on Chalamayid? You're not allowed to gather in your produce on Chalamayid. So Ella must be, how do we understand this? Chag Habab is man asifa. It's really just telling us it's a yantif that comes at the time of gathering. Sukkah's time is the time where we gather in our produce from the field. But it doesn't mean that we're actually going to be gathering in the produce on yantif. So Hachanami, so too over here with this Pasuk that Yurish Lakish quoted, Chag Habab is man katsira. It just means that Shavuos is a yantif that comes at the time of katsira, at the time of harvest. But it doesn't mean that it's a yantif of harvesting and that you're supposed to harvest on the yantif. Nothing more tells us, Michlal, this implies. Meaning this machlok is between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yechon implies that Shavayu Sevir Lhu the Chal Shemayid Asabasiyas Malacha. Both of them hold that you're not allowed to do Malacha and Chal Shemayid. Now, Menar Mili, how do we know you're not allowed to do Malacha and Chal Shemayid? The Torah Rabbanu, we have a brayso. The pasuk says, "As Chag Matzis Tishmar Shivas Yomim, you should guard the Chag Matzis. You should guard Pesach, safeguard it for seven days." Limin Al Chal Shemayid Asabasiyas Malacha. This teaches us that you're not allowed to do Malacha for all seven days, even on Chal Shemayid. Dev Rabbi Yishei, that's Rabbi Yishei's opinion. Rabbi Yishei Sanamar, he says, "In Itzarich, you don't have to have that pasuk because Kavul Chaimer, it's a Kavul Chaimer." Uma Rishon Ushvishe En Kedush Lefnei Malachreim Asabasiyas just like the first day and last day of Pesach, they don't have kedusha before them or after them, and it's usher to do malacha on those days. Chal shemayit sheyesh kedusha l'fnei machrem. Chal shemayit has kedusha before and afterwards. Chal shemayit is sandwiched by the first and last days of Pesach. And it didn't say, "Hey, usher asiyas malacha." For sure, you shouldn't be allowed to do malacha on chal shemayit. We say, "Oh, that's not a raya because sheyesh is made reishes echichu." The six days of creation, meaning the six days of the week, that should prove that that's not true. Sheyesh kedusha l'fnei machrem. They have kedusha before and afterwards. The six days of the week are sandwiched in between two shabbosos. Um, and you're allowed to do malacha. During the six days of the week, we say no. That's not a question because Malshesh is mebreishes she'en behen carbon mosaf. The six days of the week they don't have a carbon mosaf. You don't bring a carbon mosaf during the week. Tamer b'chayish shalmayit sheish b'carbon mosaf. Chalamayit has a carbon mosaf, so it's on this elevated status. And perhaps you're not allowed to do malach and chalamayit because of that. The Gemara says that's still not a good enough raya because Rish Chodesh Rishchiach Rish Chodesh will prove sheish b'carbon mosaf. There is a carbon mosaf brought on Rish Chodesh umotar basiyas malacha, and you're allowed to do malacha on Rish Chodesh. So just because you're supposed to bring a carbon mosaf on chalamayit, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to do malacha. We say, ooh, that's not a good question because Mal Rish Chodesh she'en car. Rosh Chodesh is not called Mikra Kaddish in the Pasuk. Tarim B'chal Shalmayit Shakari Mikra Kaddish. Chalamayit is called Mikra Kaddish in the Pasuk. And Hoyle V'chari Mikra Kaddish, since Chalamayit is called Mikra Kaddish, then Husha Asrasi is Malacha. So we can learn from there that it's actually Asr Du Malacha on Chalamayit. And Tani Idach, another brass is just like this. Komlach Savadullah Sasu, the Pasuk says, You're not do any Malacha. Limit Al Chal Shalmayit Shasrasi is Malacha. This teaches us, You're not do Malacha on Chalamayit. Tiv Rabbi Yasek Gleel, that's Rabbi Yasek Gleel's opinion. Rabbi Kiva Imer, he says, Ain't it Tarch. We don't need that because I read you, I read, he says in the Pasuk, Eilam Adi Hashem. But Ma Kasim Adabar, what's the Pasuk talking about when it's referring to 
In Barishan, if we're talking about the first day of Sukkot, Hari Kriyan Emer already says Shabbosin, calling it Shabbosin, calling it a Yontif. Ibishvi, if we're talking about the seventh day, this is really talking about the eighth day, so it's either seventh day or eighth day of Sukkot. Hari Kriyan Emer already says about that day Shabbosin. So why would we have to have a pasuk saying Elamayade Hashem? It can't be talking about the first or last day of Sukkot. It must be when the pasuk says Elamayade Hashem. It's talking about Chalamayid. Lamet Chalatitu Shasar Basis Melacha. You're not allowed to Melacha on Chalamayid. And Tani Idach, we have yet another brayso. The pasuk says Sheishas Yom Toich Matzos Uvi Yom Hashvi Atzeres Lashem. Six days you're supposed to eat matzah, and the seventh day it's an atzeres, it's a stopping. Mashvi atzur, just like the seventh day, there's a stopping of malacha. Avsheshes yom atzurim. So to the first six days of Pesach, you have to stop and not do malacha. E mashvi atzur b'chol malacha. The seventh day is atzur in all malacha. Avsheshes yom atzur b'chol malacha. Perhaps that means that the previous six days, meaning the first six days of Pesach, are also going to be atzur in all malacha. Talmudim. That's why the pasuk says uva yom ashvi atzeres. The seventh day is atzeres. Hashvi atzur b'chol malacha ve'ein shishi yom atzur b'chol malacha. On the seventh day, you have to stop doing all malacha, but the six days prior, you don't have to stop doing all malacha. This pasuk was given over to the chachamim to tell you: Which day is aser? Which day is permitted? Which malachas are aser and which malachas are permitted? But either way, we still have another drasha: the malacha on chalmoid would be aser to some extent. And we said in the Mishnah, we turn to Hesbud of Tainus Shloi Lekaimas Devi Ha'Omer Matzeres Acher Shabbos. And this is referring to the case where Shvuas fell out on Shabbos. Beis Hill agreed to Beis Shammai that there's a Yom Tevuach. There's a special day for Shechting Karbanos of Shvuas after Shabbos on Sunday. However, that day the Kohen Gadol wasn't allowed to wear Shabbos clothing and you're allowed to eulogize and you're allowed to fast on that day so as not to lend credence to those people that say that Shavuos is always supposed to be on Sunday because if we're going to be bringing the Karbanos of Shavuos on this Yom Tevuach on this Sunday and we're not going to be allowed to fast or eulogize so then Sudukim are going to say see, we're right Shavuos is always supposed to be on Sunday so therefore we have to make sure that they don't think that the Gemara asked about Itmar Maisa there was a story this person died in Lod everyone went to be masked him they wanted to eulogize him Rabbi Tarfin didn't allow them because now, Yontif Salkadatach, do you really think it was Yontif? Ibi Yontif, it was actually Yontif. Mika Asud, would anyone come? Everyone knows you're not allowed to eulogize on Shvuas. And must be that it was the Yom Tavuach, it was the special day for Shechtin the Karbanas after Shvuas. And so we see that you're actually not allowed to eulogize on the Yom Tavuach, and that seems to be a seer to our Mishnah that you're allowed to eulogize on the Yom Tavuach. So the Gemara says, like Hasha, there's no problem. Kan Yontif Shechalios Acher Shabbos, Kan Yontif Shechalios Bishabbos. One's talking about when Yontif falls out after Shabbos, one's talking about when Yontif falls out on Shabbos. When Yontif falls out on Shabbos, so we have to have a special Yom Tavuach the next day, which is Sunday. So then we are allowed to eulogize just to make sure that Sudukim don't think that today is actually Yontif. However, if Yontif falls out in the middle of the week, so then the next day would be considered a Yom Tavuach, we'd be allowed to bring Kabarnas the next day, and then we would not be allowed to eulogize on that day because that's not going to cause an issue with the Sudukim. And now Yuchasam is on top with a brand new Mishnah, and actually from this Mishnah all the way to the end of the Masechta, we're going to be dealing with Dine Tomatahara. So the Mishnah begins, We're supposed to wash our hands, before being involved in Chulin, before being involved in Maeser Sheni, before being involved in Truma. However, Lakadish, if a person wants to be involved in Kaddish, such as meat of Karbanos, Madabilin, then they actually have to immerse their hands in a mikvah. Ulechatas, if a person wants to be involved in the Mechatas, which is the water that had the ashes of the Paraduma mixed into it, Imnit Muyadav, if his hands became Tame, Nit Magufas, then we say his entire body actually is considered being Tame, and he has to immerse his entire body in water. So here we just had five levels in ascending order Chulin, Maeser Sheni, Truma, Kaddish, and Chatas, which means the Mechatas. And we just learned was that Midrabanon, we have to treat all these varying levels with a higher level of Kedusha. And now another halacha using these five levels. Tavalachulin, this person immersed himself, he wanted to be involved in Chulin and he wanted to do so in the state of Tahara. Hochsakalchulin, over here the word Hochsak means he had Kavana. He only had Kavana to immerse himself for Chulin. So Asr Lamaiser, he's not allowed to be involved in Maiser. Maiser is a higher level of Chulin, and we say since he only had intent for Chulin, he's not allowed to be involved in Maiser Shani. Tavalamaiser, let's say he was Taival to be involved in Maiser Shani. Hochsakalmaiser, and he only had Kavana for Maiser Shani. Asr Lachuma, so he's not allowed to be involved in Truma. Tavalachuma, if he immersed himself for Truma, Hochsakalachuma, and he had Kavana. 
Kavana for Truma, also Kaidesh, he's not to be involved in Kaidesh. Tavala Kaidesh, if he immersed himself for Kaidesh, Hoksak Kaidesh, and he had Kavana for Kaidesh, also Lechatos, he's not to be involved in the Mechatos. However, Tavala Chamer, if he immersed himself for something that was considered Chamer, Motelakal, he is allowed to be involved in something which is on a lower level. Tavala Vloy Hoksak, if he immersed himself and he had no Kavana whatsoever, he just went to the Mikvah and he didn't have any Kavanas, Kiulai Tavala, it's as if he didn't immerse himself at all. And now onto a third halacha, Big Day Ama Arts, the clothing of an Ama Arts, Midras La Prushim, they're considered Midras for Prushim. So Midras is really a term more commonly found by a Zav. Anything a Zav or Zava touches or leans on becomes Thomas Midras and has ability to Matame people in Kalim. Prushim are people who are careful to eat their food in a state of Tahara. So what we just learned is that the clothing of an Ama Arts needs to be treated by Prushim as if it's Tame Midras because we need to suspect that the Ama Arts' wife sat on the clothing when she was a Nida. And taking this halacha to the next step, Big Day Prushim, the clothing of Prushim and Midras like Chuma, it's considered Midras for people that eat Truma. Even though Prushim are very careful when it comes to Chulin, they don't guard themselves the level the person who's eating Truma has to guard himself. So therefore, a person who's careful with Truma, he cannot be trusting the Prushim's clothing. And similarly, Big Day Echle Truma, the clothing of those that eat Truma, Midras Lakaidesh, they're considered Midras for people that are careful with Kaidesh. And Big Day Kaidesh, the clothing of those that are careful with Kaidesh, Midras Lakhatas, they're still considered Midras for people that are dealing with the Mechatas. And Yosef ben Yezer, Yosef ben Yezer, he was one of the most pious Kaihanim. And nonetheless, his Mitpachas, his napkin, his cloth was considered Midras when he came to Kaidesh because he was very careful on the Truma level but not on the Kaidesh level. And he would eat his chulin in a state of tahara like people who would eat Kaidesh would be tahar. And nonetheless, his mitpachas, his cloth or napkin was considered midras when it came to the mechatas. And the Gemara begins with asking a question on the first part of the Mishnah. Does a person really need to wash their hands before being involved in chulin and maeser sheni? For many, we have a mission in Masechus Bikurim that says as follows, If a non-kayin eats them intentionally, so he's chayav misa b'dei If he eats it non-intentionally, so not only does he have to pay the main payment, meaning he has to pay back whatever he ate, he also has to add on a fifth of that value as a knas. V'asal azarim, a non-kayin, azar is not allowed to eat shumar bikurim. V'hein they're considered the property of the kayin, he's allowed to use it like regular money, he's allowed to be makadish a woman with it. V'olin ba'echad umeo, and it's going to be bottle one in a hundred. If we have one part shumar that fell into a hundred parts chulin, it's going to be bottle. V'tu'unin tiyal sudayim, and a person has to wash his hands before being involved in truma and bikurim. V'hair of shemesh, and he has to wait till sunset. If a kayin became tame and he went to the mikvah, he's considered tvul yoyim, so he went to the mikvah, he is not allowed to eat truma until the sun sets. And hare il b'truma bikurim. This applies by truma bikurim. Masha enkin b'maiser. That does not apply by maiser. V'chalshe kan b'chulin. And for sure, it doesn't apply by chulin. So kasha maiser maiser kasha chulin achulin. We have a kasha both on maiser and achulin. Our mishnah says that you have to wash your hands before being involved in chulin and maiser. And this mishnah bikurim clearly shows that you do not have to wash your hands before being involved in chulin and maiser. Now we're going to narrow down the question. Bishlam maiser maiser like kasha. We could say there's actually no question maiser on maiser harameir harabanu. We could say that one mishnah is rameir, one mishnah is rabbanu. Then we have a mission that says, anything that needs to be immersed in a mikvah, meaning midrabanon, it's only tame midrabanon, but midrabanon, it's not tame. It will be matame something that's kaidish and will apostle something that's truma, but it is permitted for chulun and maeser, that's a mayor's opinion. So you see there, a mayor is makel when it comes to maeser. The chum aeser, maeser, the chumim do ask for this even when it comes to maeser. So a mayor's makel when it comes to maeser. So it must be that our mission is the chumim, and this mission that we're quoting is Rav Meir. However, el chulun achulun kashu, we still have a problem chulun on chulun. So we say like kasha, there's no kasha with chulun either. Kan bachila, kan benegia. Over here, meaning in our Mishnah, we're talking about eating, and that Mishnah in Bikurim is talking about touching. Our Mishnah says that you have to wash your hands before chulun, is talking about washing your hands before eating chulun. Whereas that Mishnah says you don't have to wash your hands before chulun, it's just talking about touching chulun, not eating chulun. But now we have a question on that because Maskalar of Shemer Ashi, Akali Pli Rabban Ali Rabmeir, the Rabban only argue on Rav Meir, El Bachilo de Meiser. Only when it comes to eating Meiser, the Rabban are more machmir than Rav Meir. Avol benegia de Meiser. When it comes to touching Meiser, Rubachil de Chulun and eating Chulun, 
They don't argue with him. So Gemara answers, you're right. El Edevid Bachila, both Mishnahs are talking about eating. Kasha, there's no stira. Kan Bachila de Nama, Kan Bachila de Peri. One's talking about eating bread, one's talking about eating fruit or produce. Dom Rav Nachman, he says, Anyone that washes their hands before eating produce, they're considered haughty, and therefore you're not supposed to wash your hands before eating fruit or produce. So our Mishnah that says that you have to wash your hands before eating chulin is actually talking about bread. Everyone agrees you have to wash your hands before eating bread of chulin. Whereas that Mishnah is Rav Meir's opinion that says you do not have to wash your hands before eating any other chulin food. And moving on with hand washing. Tanarban, we have a brazah. If a person washes his hands in his chavin, if he had proper kavana that he wanted to be matar his hands, yadav tahira, so then his hands are tar. If he didn't have proper kavana, yadav tamir, so his hands are still tame. Anyone that immersed his hands in a mikvah, nischavin, if he had proper kavana, yadav tahira, his hands are tar. If he didn't have proper kavana, yadav tamir, his hands are still tame. Ask the Gemara of Atan, you have a brazah. Bein nischavin, bein loy nischavin, yadav tahira. It doesn't make difference if he had kavana or not, his hands are still tar. So I'm Ravnach when he answers, loy kasha, there's no problem. One's talking about chulin, one's talking about meiser. If a person's washing his hands for chulin, it doesn't make a difference if he had kavano, his hands are tahar. However, if he's washing his hands before eating meiser sheni, so then he would have to have proper kavano. If he doesn't have proper kavano, his hands are not tahar. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with a lengthy discussion about this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.